Welcome back to another week of Drinking with the Gnome. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. I'm your guide each week through what makes drinking in Cincinnati so fantastic. It's the people, the places, and the drinks that make Cincinnati's drinking culture special. This week, though, things are a little bit different. It's a road trip. I'm hitting the highway to Asheville to take a peek at what makes Beer City USA work and how the beer itself has created a drinking culture that's unlike ours in a lot of ways. Enjoy, subscribe, share. Now, onward. In 1994, Oscar Wong opened up Highland Brewing Company and in turn started the ball rolling on something in Asheville, North Carolina that I really haven't seen duplicated in the same way anywhere else since, or anywhere that I've been at least. I journeyed down to the quirky mountain town earlier this year to take a peek at not just what makes the beer scene work so well down there, but to get a little bit of an idea of how it plays into a larger drinking culture that you find there. Asheville doesn't just have more breweries per capita than anywhere else. They've got a drinking scene that involves small brew pubs, massive nationwide craft breweries, one of Anheuser-Busch's most controversial bought-out tap rooms. They've got distilleries of Vermouth Bar, Speakeasies, Asaki Brewery, Cideries. The list goes on and on and on. They just really like to drink in Asheville, and it's not just beer that they drink. I had a sneaking suspicion, though, that the beer community sets the stage for everything else. So I headed to Highwire Brewing to chat with chain account manager Chris McLean about how it all works. First, of course, we cracked open a beer, and then we just started by taking a dive into how Highwire came to be. It's actually kind of fun. Uh, I, I typically spin a couple of different yarns over who we are and where we came from, but realistically, you know, we have... Two guys that started High Wire, I always like to say they uh, they sort of ran away and joined the circus because they both used to be in uh, the, the quote-unquote real world. Uh, Chris Frosaker, he was in he was in, in pharmaceuticals, like he used to be a pharmacist. And then um, Adam Charnak, he was in real estate, especially in like um, just really the housing market and building out um, just, just higher-end retail stuff and... They really both hated their jobs. Uh, you know, they, they they paid really well, but they were not. And that was it. You know, they actually went to uh, college together, used to homebrew together, and the probably the first brewery that went defunct in Asheville uh, went defunct r- right before uh, the company that Adam was working for dissolved, and he was just like, hey, Here's an opportunity to buy a turnkey brewery. We need to make it our own. It was craggy. Yep, yep. So that is our downtown, um, we call it the South Slope uh, location. And we they purchased that, completely turnkey, all the equipment, everything in there. Had to redo the building just to kind of, you know, give it our own vibe and our own feel and make some new recipes and go from there. Um, yeah. Oh, it, it's a really cool space, especially at this point. It's um, it's evolved. You know, we've been around about five and a half years at this point, and for us, we we outgrew that space super fast. Uh, it's about three thousand square feet. Uh, the building we're sitting in right now is about twenty seven thousand square feet, uh, which obviously includes like um, office space and. Our, our cooler here is about the same size as our other brewery. Uh, the space downtown has been converted into a wild and sour facility. Um, so now, where it used to be filled with tank, like 
standard fermenters, all the stainless steel. Now it's it's barrels. Lots of, we've got two fooders and rows and rows of barrels. Uh, that's all we have going on up there. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of who Highwire is. And it's not shocking. They're not a brewery that's any different than a brewery that you would find in almost any city in the United States. It's not really a secret why you would open a brewery like that. It's not a secret why you would open any brewery in a town they call Beer City. But I was curious kind of about that title. How do they take it? Does it mean anything? Does it add some kind of unneeded stress to operating a brewery there? When you're in Beer City, USA, how do you shoulder that burden? There's a lot of people who want to argue the fact that it's even Beer City at all. Keep in mind, these are people mostly from other cities. They say that there's places with more breweries. They say that there's places with better breweries, things that have more hyped releases, whatever it is. But I wanted to understand that, so I didn't beat around the bush at all. I asked Chris point blank, are you Beer City and why? I think, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's hard to argue it and not. Uh, I know a lot of us try to get away from calling this Beer City because we want to think of Asheville as more than just beer, um, even though we, especially those of us in the beer world here, we still want to kind of perpetuate that a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a town where you can't ignore beer. Uh, there's, you know, you, you said you were up on uh, South Slope yesterday going to Burial. I always tell people you can't stumble out of one brewery and not fall on the doorstep of another on the South Slope. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a fun place to be. I also asked about that burden that I was talking about that comes to being a brewery in something called Beer City, USA. I mean, Beer is important, but it can't be everything if you want a thriving community. You heard him mention it briefly. Asheville is about more than just beer. Regardless of how much they have there, as far as beer goes, the relationship that breweries have to the drinkers, to the tourists, and to the community around them becomes so much more... It's more critical to the, the bigger picture at hand. Chris had some good insight later in the interview about the relationship with local bars and restaurants that I uh, I wanted to share. So you can kind of get a little bit of a, a spotlight on how this actually works. And then, um, you know, one of the tougher things with this being such a beer town, especially, uh, you know, I being in sales, I see this firsthand, this directly affects me, is that the breweries take away from a lot of the bar business, um, which is another reason we don't want a restaurant in here because that also takes away. Um, you know, we we sell to the bars and restaurants around town, and we try to not directly affect their business by taking it and having it here. You know, we we obviously still want people to come into our brewery and our tap room and spend money and drink beers and have a good time, but we also want them to go to the local establishments and drink beer and eat food and have a good time. We want them to drink our beer, obviously, there and uh, enjoy it, but it's it's difficult. Uh, I know I've talked to quite a few restaurateurs who complain about breweries that, that undercut their prices because it, it would be so easy to do, uh, to undercut prices and still you know make 
we'd make a profit off of the quantity, but we'd be directly stealing from the people we sell beer to. Uh, so that's that's been a tough thing. I can think of a couple of local beer bars that, you know, when I first moved to Asheville in 2010, you could go there on uh, any given night at, say, like 5 or 6 o'clock and the place is packed, and now it's almost like a ghost town uh, because people that come into town go to the breweries and not the bars. Uh, it's, it's a difficult, difficult line to walk and not a clear... Um, not a clear line of sight as to where it's going, but it's uh, it's it's one of the struggles that we 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 find in a very small beer centric town. It's an aspect that we rarely take the time to really look at how the the thriving communities, be them beer, wine, spirits, whatever it is, let alone the the bars and the restaurants, how they can take away from each other or the others around them. When in fact, it's like it's a healthy symbiotic relationship that makes a city like Asheville work so amazingly well. Going back to the beer community itself, I was curious to how the quality of the beer manages to remain so high in Asheville. As things have, have grown and keep growing, surely breweries don't all stay open, right? There's got to be some kind of bad quality beer that pops up from time to time. But from what I could see, overwhelmingly, the city was full of breweries that were putting out an amazing product. Why? What pushes this forward in a city like Asheville, and what can somewhere like Cincinnati learn from it? It's It's been interesting to watch over the past maybe year or so even. Um, we've, had, we've had multiple breweries go out of business. You know, as I said earlier, uh, Highwire came from the first one that went out of business. We purchased that brewery, and at this time we've had a lot of other breweries got a business and I think you know some of those maybe quality was not as not there as well as it should have been um, there I'm sure there are plenty of other reasons why a company would go out of business but I think in our ta- in Asheville the general consumer is so much more educated on what's what's going on so I think our quality base is only going up. You know, if, um, you know, when you have breweries like Highwire, like Burial, like Sierra Nevada, um, around town, you know, the people know good beer here. They've had it. They've, they can go out to anywhere and drink delicious, well-made beer. You know, if you, if you're not able to, to keep up with that then unfortunately you're not going to stick around so i i see you know there i see a few breweries that still may not make make the final cut um as we look at the long term but i think the breweries that do are going to just be that much better you know the, the liquid's going to be outstanding at some of the other stops that I made at other breweries while I was down in Asheville, I kept asking this question of how does quality remain so high in a city with so many breweries? And several times the answer was just, we don't let them do worse, which struck me as uh, it, shocking, not in 
then it doesn't make sense because it makes perfect sense. It's shocking that this city cares about each other so much because of the bigger picture, because they know they're all part of this bigger thing. I A little later in the interview, I wanted to get a peek at how tourism works in a town like Asheville, and when I did, I got a little bit of more of a glimpse into how the community works in the city. They're, they're a lot closer than you see at first, and it's far closer brewery to brewery than a lot of other cities that I've been to. It's, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. It can be tough. I know, um, at least here in Asheville, we have, we have, Asheville's a tourist town. It always has been, and more than likely it always will be. You know, we, we have people that just want to be here. So people will travel from all over the world just to come visit Asheville because it's Asheville, because they can come to the mountains, because we have these beautiful views. We have world-class kayaking and mountain biking and rock climbing and backpacking and, you know, all, all these things. And we have this great beer culture. So we have a captive audience with our town and our location. You know, honestly, so we, here at our location, um, where we're at right now, we're very close to the, the Biltmore Estates. And we talked to some of those folks, and you wouldn't believe how many people they have coming down from Ohio to visit the Biltmore. It's a large percentage of their tourists. So people coming from Ohio, they're like, ah, oh, i got to go see the mountains. Let me go to Asheville. So, so I find it interesting how many, how many people come to visit us here. Um, you know, so we've got that. We also have a really open beer community. You know, it's, uh, it can be almost incestuous at times uh, how we go back and forth. Um, peop, you know, employees go from brewery to brewery. People um, date other folks from other breweries. Like, we're, we're all intermingling at all these times. And we have uh, the Asheville Brewers Alliance, which they've done a lot to help connect everybody here which has been really great i've been to you know it's not my side of things but i've been to several seminars from the Asheville brewers alliance where they're talking about quality where breweries like say sierra nevada they're a great example as a large brewery that has come into our area where they're like hey we have the the expertise to help educate you guys and the exact to, to make better beer, actually, when we when we built this location, we we installed a lab up here. We were, which was way too too much for a, a brewery our size at the time. Like we we overinvested, and I'm really glad we did because that's you know that's how you make quality beers to know know the uh, chemistry behind it and the microbiology. But uh, the guy we hired to do out, to start our lab. Sierra Nevada basically trained him for free for us. They're like, hey, you guys have a lab? You don't know how to use this equipment you're purchasing? Let us help you. I don't know how some of these larger breweries operate in other areas, but I know at least here in Asheville, they have met the community with open arms. And, you know, New Belgium is also, they've, they've taken the time to take us through their facility, um, answer questions, help us like learn things that they do on a larger system. Um. Just let that sink in for a minute. Sierra Nevada, 
reaches out to Highwire as Highwire is opening a new lab and says, hey, send your guy here. We'll make sure he knows what he's doing. Sierra Nevada isn't even a, a, a brewery. I mean, I don't want to call them not a local brewery because they definitely are now. The shows that they are. But at the end of the day, the question is why? Why did this happen in Asheville? What makes it different than any other town around it or any other town you know, across the United States, period? What makes it different? Yeah, it's actually, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Asheville is a small town, um, relatively speaking. We have maybe around 100,000 people that live here, maybe a little bit more at this point. Um, And we have over 30 breweries in the county. Uh, I just saw an article about Charlotte, which is the largest city in North Carolina, they have 30 breweries now. They, like, just got to that point. So, you know, a town of over a million versus a town of 100,000, and we've we've had more breweries than them for a long time, which is interesting. I, I don't know if that speaks to our debauchery or uh, just the fact that, you know, we, we've got a lot of great things here as far as, like, water quality. I think that's one of the big reasons people come here. You know, that's... One of the reasons Sierra Nevada is here, New Belgium, Oscar Blues. You look at these nationwide breweries that have selected Asheville or the area to open another brewery. You know, it's it, it's not just that uh, this is a really cool place and the mountains are pretty. There, there's a little bit more chemistry to it behind than that. I have a blog post coming in the near future that showcases some of the other stops that I made while I was in town. And yes, the beer is incredible. The people are friendly. The city is surrounded by beautiful mountains. But at the end of the day, it's not really different than somewhere like Cincinnati. They've just embraced something that we're just now starting to figure out. Each other. you know, When one aspect of the community thrives, they all thrive. And I think they understand that in Asheville better than anywhere else that I've ever seen There's a lot that we can take away from this. If we want to become something really incredible, something different, something even more special than what I believe we already are, we've got to embrace each other. We have to be gnarly. We have to drink and act differently. I'll see you next week. Drinking with an M. 